We would like to advise that the following program may contain adult themes, occasional nudity, and language that may offend some listeners. Thank God it's... studio here at the ABC and Ultimo for another edition of Thank God It's Friday. I'm Richard Glover and please welcome our panel. It's Alex Lee, Tommy Dean and Ty here. With the music, it's Greg Arthur and his band. And our audience this week from Cowra, Orient Point, Niagara Park, New Zealand, Peets Ridge and Kalani Vale. The first, as always, here is the news from nowhere. As the last living owner of a landline phone, I can report it rarely rings. When it does, it's nearly always a scammer. And every time there's a dead giveaway, a two-second pause between when I pick up the phone and when the scammer speaks. I imagine this is the result of a computerised system that calls thousands of phones at random with the call transferred to a human only once it's answered by me. That two-second gap is a telltale sign of the approaching scam, allowing me to avoid the whole weary-making attempt. And slamming down the handset the other day, I realised that life is full of these dead giveaways, subtle signs that 99% of the time reveal that something's not quite right. In the supermarket, for instance... I don't need to read the nutrition panel printed in tiny letters on the back of the packet. If it says low fat in huge letters on the front of the packet, I know it's going to be high in sugar and high in salt. If it says low salt, I assume it's packed with sugar or fat. If it says premium blend, I know it's overpriced. (laughs) And if it says family pack, I know it's sweepings off the factory floor. In the bookstore, meanwhile, I avoid anything with a dagger or a bullet on the cover and certainly any book that promises to change my life. If the reviews on the back says it's sumptuously written, I know to run a mile. (laughs) How kind that every industry offers these dead giveaways. You should always avoid any restaurant that either revolves or floats. (laughs) Or where the menu consists of a leather folder with tassels. Also, any place where the pepper grinder is taller than the wine list. (laughs) With films, I have the 120-minute rule. Any longer, and I know the director is a megalomaniac who has shunned the advice of the producer, editor and studio. Also, if it includes the death of a dog, I'm not interested. (laughs) On TV, you should avoid any show that every parent needs to see, as it will inevitably list the signs your child must be on drugs, including being sleepy in the morning being hungry in the evening and liking music that is not to your taste. Must be on drugs. Uh, TV advice on how you can solve the cost of living crisis. They do this every day on A Current Affair. How you can solve the cost of living crisis. It's likely to fall short, especially as it will be spliced with ads encouraging you to buy takeaway food at high prices. Meanwhile, I have my doubts about that episode of Home and Away that you'll remember forever. A single episode of a TV drama that will clog up your memory bank for decades to come should come with a warning, not a recommendation. At the clothes store, 
I avoid one-size-fits-all, which has always seemed to me an unlikely proposition. Uh, Same if the sales assistant says it will loosen over time. (laughs) (laughs) To me, that's... He's just saying, mate, I'm on commission. (laughs) Uh, Similarly, if they say... Mate, that's the way the young people are wearing them. I run from the store. Uh, Later at the hardware store, I laugh out loud at the professional range of gap fillers. No proper tradesman would share my need to plaster over the large cracks and holes in every job I attempt. It should just say idiot's range and be done with it. The corporate world, of course, is full of dead giveaways. Any company that spends more time asking you to rate our service than providing that service in the first place may have the wrong end of the stick. Back in my home hallway, the phone rings again. I pick up and again there's the two-second silence. I hear the hopeful voice, hello, before I click down the handset. I then realise that for the scammers, This is probably their version of a dead giveaway. Anyone who still has a landline and answers it must be so elderly, deluded and gullible. They're the perfect target. Well, not me. I'm onto them. And that's the news from nowhere. (laughs) Alex, Tommy and Ty here. Are here? Second delay because they can't believe someone's actually answered. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They go, someone's actually answered. Yeah. First time it's happened today. Exactly. Out of curiosity, uh, do you still have a landline because you don't know how to get rid of it? Yeah. <laughs> Is that the reason why? I was curious. Yeah. It just yeah. feels like. Yeah. I, think, I don't think it's rung with anyone actual for years. <laughs> no. Nah. We have them at work, and I still, even at work, they look like arc, yeah. archaic. Yeah. Tools yeah. taking up desk space. I wonder how much it's costing me. That, um, that is. Did, did, did anybody answer private so, calls? Actually, like, I've just, actually, do you mind just carrying on? <laughs> <laughs> People get scared of private calls, like, you know, if it's a private number or can't answer it. Why not? Yeah. The, you know, it's not family or friends, so that's when you can muck around, have fun. Oh, oh, I've yeah. got a private number, I'm all over it. Hello? Yeah. You've rang the sperm bank? <laughs> <laughs> They just hang up straight away. Or just, yeah, yeah. Whatever it comes yeah. in your head, it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. Is there a wall there? No. <laughs> no. Is there a wall there? Are there any walls at all? No, no. Well, what's holding the roof up then? You know, that's... <laughs> a childhood misspelled, misspent. Now, let's check you up on this week's news. Which roo should be a bit rueful? Which roo should be rueful? Oh, that would be the big red roo that's occasionally <laughs> in the sky, Qantas. Yeah. There are, uh, you they know, should be a bit rueful. A little bit rueful. Um, Alan Joyce has fled the country with his uh, red Loot. tail between his legs. Yeah. Did you know Alan Joyce didn't even catch a Qantas flight mm. back to Dublin? <laughs> this is true. because yeah, he's a velocity member. <laughs> yeah. He? he took an Emirates yeah. flight back oh. um, with a but security. I suppose he detail. felt that since he had such a lot of money in his pouch, he was still in spirit Qantas, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he just didn't have any points left. They... <laughs> Maybe that's how the board got around it. They just, well, we'll take his points, and that'll hurt. That'll hurt. <laughs> Give him the ten million. Yeah. You can have that, but no points. Oh, no. Yeah, so every week seems to be... We talked about it last week because every single week brings a new crisis. This time, the fact that they sacked all those ground staff is being mm. declared illegal by the High Court. Mm. It's a company that just keeps giving. Um, <laughs> honestly, and, and many, like, trusted brands have fallen over the years. Like, you know, there's many examples. Uh, people have been trusted and fooled us over the years, uh, but... Now, no more, like, not longer trusted anymore. Does the name Bill Cosby mean anything to anybody? <laughs> oh, that's a perfect example. Worse than Qantas. <laughs> um, 
But it's it's so it, Qantas has gone so bad. Like if there was a choice between say Tiger Airways and Qantas, I'd be leaning <laughs> just towards Tiger, and that was the worst airline of all. Yeah. But did anybody fly Tiger? Like, yeah, no, I, no I one did because it never flew. <laughs> No, it did. It was like you had to scramble for your seats. It was the worst airline ever. Like, so you, they didn't have like uh, allocated seating. It was a nightmare for some people. For me, I'm not one of those people that line up first, so I just wait. And then they say, you know how bad that feeling is? You jump on a plane and, and everyone looks at you like, don't sit next to me. Maybe that was just me. I don't know. <laughs> but but you're right. It's like getting to the point where it's not even about arguing about whether or not it's a good airline. You know, it's not the, the problems they were having make you rethink flying at all. No, I think I will just take the bus. <laughs> that three days to Melbourne, I don't care. It's going to be much easier, and I'm guaranteed to get there. I'll see something on the way. I'm but taking t- the bus. Tiger was so cheap. I, I, I half expected, like, uh, a giant slingshot. <laughs> just, just don't, give, don't give Alan Joyce any ideas. Yeah. Into the general direction, where are we going? They're really cutting into their own profits here because Qantas is now becoming – you know, unreliable, mm. cheap, you can't catch a flight. We already have that. It's Jetstar. <laughs> yeah. So they're just cutting into their own brand. <laughs> That's true. Uh, you, here's another story from this week's news. You, who might prescribe a trip to aisle five or maybe it's aisle 10 or maybe aisle 15? Yes, yeah, so I think this is um, Wes Farmers who owns a lot of companies including Bunnings, Coles and Kmart. No they, longer Coles actually. But no Kmart and Coles. Bunnings. Bought, bought an online company called Instant Scripts. They have, uh, which, uh, they have 300 low-risk drugs. I don't know what low-risk drugs are, but um, I don't even know how... No, I, I don't, don't know, know how this... Not that you don't know. <laughs> I don't know, Tommy. It's, no, it's just that you don't care. If they're not high-risk drugs, I'm not involved. <laughs> I don't need your low-sodium drugs. Well, I don't even know what low-risk... Anyway, um, I don't even know how this company started, like Instant Scripts. Isn't every script Instant. Well, you do, you, it on, it. you do it on. You buy them online, and yeah. they check. Some doctor somewhere checks it over, and then they yeah. But when you, you go into a chemist or pharmacy, yeah. and they give you the script, that's instant. <laughs> I'm getting it on the spot. But anyway, yeah. um, I'm, I'm going to start a company called Scratchy Scripts, <laughs> <laughs> where it's like a lotto of what medicine you're going to get. Oh. The doctor just gives you a. Oh. <laughs> I got antibiotics. Again. <laughs> Again. Again. <laughs> it's always antibiotics for everything. Like, but I, I don't know what, like, this low Isn't risk... Isn't it a bit weird, Bunnings owning a company that, uh, you know, gives you prescriptions for drugs? Yeah, but, Richard, they're doing low-risk drugs. <laughs> like, my cousin from the backyard can do low-risk drugs. He does, by the way. He does. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I didn't, like, don't look... People going, does he? Is, he? is he serious? No, I'm just trying to, like, fit in your stereotypes. But, like... <laughs> uh, but Bunnings going to put... a of pharmacy in Bunnings. No, I think you just get the scripts, but I don't know. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, I'm just saying, is it going to get to the point where Bunnings What's the next step, completely it? box it all the yeah. way up? Yeah. And you're just going to go in and be like, I need a ladder and I'm going to fall off that, so I need some pills <laughs> to cover that. I'll probably break something. Do you have any plaster casting? I need that. You know, one stop shop. Yeah. I mean, convenience yeah. is where it's at. Yeah. I'm not going to wear eye protection, so I'll get something in my yeah. eyes. So, yeah. Give me some drops. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping I'll just be able to get a sausage sandwich in pill form. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. You know, good just idea. All, the, all the benefits of that. I mean, I, I think it's a good idea, actually. I mean, I think, you know, no one really likes sitting around, going to the doctor, getting judged. Instant scripts is great. I think we could do more. You know, why stop there? Instead of going to the hairdresser, I'll go to instant snips. Mm. Instead of going to a travel agent, I'll go to instant trips. And instead of going to my local yacht broker to buy a frigate, I'll just pop online to instant ships. Nice. <laughs> ships. You know. 
But I won't even question what gang to join. I'll be instant crips. Yeah. <laughs> See my cousin for instant drugs. Yeah. No, I'll train I, I be a gymnast, instant flips. I oh, man, this can go forever. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> I, I'm not a big fan. Like, the pharmacy people, like, always, uh, I, I'm, I don't trust them because they're not doctors, but they wear these white lab, co- yeah. lab coats. Have you noticed? Yeah. yeah. They go, what are you wearing a white lab coat for? Like, so you, you, you haven't studied to become a doctor, but... Well, they've studied to become a pharmacist. Yeah, but... Pha- Did I tell you my story? I think I've told you the story, but I'll tell you again. This is true. My, my, my um, dialogue with the pharmacy, true story, Richard, right? I go in, I had a headache, and um, <laughs> I said, I want some Panadol. She looks at me with a white lab coat, and she said, would you like the normal Panadol or the rapid? <laughs> I said, give me the normal one. I'm enjoying this headache. <laughs> <laughs> of course, give me the rapid if there's a faster way. It was the dumbest question ever. Like, it's a true story. <laughs> but see, that feels to me like we're going back to the news from nowhere because is it, if there is a choice between rapid and not rapid, why are they making slow release? Yeah. There's no such thing yeah. as slow release. Yeah. They're, they're fooling you. Thank you, Tommy. You, you should have got the normal is what I'm saying. You got ripped off. <laughs> oh. I want to know, you know, I, I think, are they, are they sort of frauds? They wear these lab coats. Yeah. Why does it take so long for them to go out the back and get your that's medication a, for you? What are they doing back there? That's my point. They're not, they're you know, mixing the test tubes together and, <laughs> and, and cooking that up well, for you. Well, they are the compounding yeah, pharmacists. Yeah, the compounding pharmacists. Are they really the know. Pharmacist does and you know, have you ever counted pills? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not as old as you, well, Tommy. I don't know. To... <laughs> oh, Alex, I love it. <laughs> Each pill matters. Yeah. <laughs> One, two, three. How long is that taking? Four. Needs 20. Five. Boom. I'll be right there in a couple of minutes. Five. <laughs> six. Oh, no. What have I done? I have to turn over. But you're right, Tom. It's always antibiotics, isn't it, for everything? Always. Sore leg, antibiotics. No, the question that always throws me is, do you want the generic? That's where I get confused. Do you, do you, are generics acceptable? I don't know. No, the answer is, if you're a tightwad, there's a simple oh, sure. answer to that. It's, they say, yes. Yeah. But if, just again, it just feels like should there be, if it's at generic level, I just don't understand why. I don't think we should have competing drugs. If there's a good one, that's the one it is. <laughs> and it should be at a price that makes sense for humanity. It's I'm a bit worrying, confused. though, isn't it? Because Kmart has their generic brand, Anko. Like, I don't want the Anko drugs. <laughs> <laughs> my arm's going to fall off a mm, second after true. taking it. <laughs> but if you're wondering, I'm wearing Anko underwear right now. <laughs> <laughs> Last question from this week's news. Who is following up a happy hour with a crappy hour? The story about the jump in. I didn't read the question. <laughs> sure, this is um, this is very un-Australian because like the happy hour is supposed to be the cheap hour, right? But then it's only cheap because it suits the business. Is it? Is, yeah, is they, right, they right? give you your beer for a dollar less That's to right. encourage a bit of custom between four and five. But only because it suits them for us to come between four and five, yeah. and it's it's very un-Australian. We don't like this sort of thing. Like we don't. It's like to me, there's like theme parks. Like we don't like theme parks where you have to pay to cut queues. You know, when when you pay yeah, for a fast pass, yeah, yeah, yeah. that is so un Australian. Yeah, like we just yeah. look at these people go, look yeah, at these imagine people. Imagine you'd had to pay a different fee when you cross the Harbour Bridge. <laughs> <laughs> imagine that. That'd imagine be that. that'd be un Australian. Oh, like to get in the fast lane yeah. of the Harbour Bridge. No, I'm just saying they would never change that based on what time it was. <laughs> the Harbour Bridge is just one constant, very fair toll. Okay, I mean, what Tommy's saying is That's that on the Harbour do. Bridge is obviously time based tolling. Right, so now yeah. the hotels are starting to say, "Well, that's a good idea. We'll ah. make it cheaper at four to five, but then at peak hour, we'll make you, we'll charge you a dollar more for your beer." Yeah, but that's my what? point. Like the, the the names are wrong. We should be honest with the marketing. Instead of happy hour, it should be called lift our sales hour. Right? <laughs> <laughs> good for business hour. Like you know, to have that. Like you know, um, 
high profit hour. Mm. Or instead of like, you know, when people if you're drunk busy? by six, you'll probably order a schnitzel hour. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. You're on the right market now. Husband kicked out of the house hour. That'd be a good one. Lost your job hour. Uh, job keeper hour. I love that one. Job keeper. Like once a fortnight, very very busy. Um, leave the kids in the car hour. Like <laughs> these are just ideas. <laughs> Genius. <laughs> Are you suggesting there is an hour that we shouldn't do that? <laughs> Thank I, you, Tom. I just think it's great. I think it's great that in 2023 that gets a groan because, of course, it was the way Australia operated entirely up until 1979. <laughs> For 50 every, years, every pub in the country had a parked a Holden Valiant, a Holden or a Valiant outside with three kids in it, and, and if it was a good father, if it was a good father, he would halfway through the drinking session wander out and yeah. put a a, 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 a fizzy drink through the uh, lemonade through the window. That was the good father. The yeah, bad father didn't bother. No, thank you. When I say leave the kids in the hour, like, I mean, no, like, you know, you check on them like 30 minutes every 30 minutes. I'm not an animal. You check on them every 30 minutes. <laughs> it's like Richard on the radio is the babysitter. <laughs> yeah. Just reminding them to yeah. oh, stick their heads out the some kids in this situation. The fire truck drink is coming soon. Dad's just forgotten. <laughs> What other hours can we have? I, I, mean, this, 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 I love, I'm loving it, except for the last one. I mean, you didn't like that one, but that doesn't matter. You don't have all of them. So, yeah, is I, a, so yeah, is, is the idea of, a, of an unhappy hour un-Australian? Yes. Yes. Because it basically it feels like they're adopting the whole uh, sort of tech idea of surge pricing. Yeah. You know, if yeah. they start moving everything. I d- I'm saying there are very few businesses left that could be and should be egalitarian and fair to everyone. Uh, there are some that we have accept. Uh, there are places that we know where the prices are beyond comprehension. Uh, those are uh, popcorn at the movie cinema <laughs> and anything edible at an airport. <laughs> We've accepted that if you're at the airport, you're screwed. Yeah. Do not go to an airport hungry. That's just too bad. But if you're at your local pub, it should just be constant and assured. That should be a place you should go to relax, let the worries of the world go, and you know that a pint is going to be a pint no matter when you get there. Exactly. That's what it should be. And then if you want to pay $15 for a beer, go to the airport. Yeah. <laughs> Are we agreed, ladies and gentlemen? Yay. We are agreed. On Thank God it's Friday. Thank God it's Friday with Richard Glover. Oh, thank God it's Friday with Alex Lee. From the new great show on TV, have you seen it? Uh, WTFAQ, Frequently Asked Questions on Wednesdays at 9pm. Going really well. You're getting lots of questions in. This is the way you like it. Yeah, it? we are. We've, I think we've got over a 1,000 questions in on the form. Um, so, But if you do have any, you can Google what the FAQ and we'll try and yeah, answer yeah. your questions. Yeah. yeah. Well, well Chaz came on the other day and made that offer to our listeners on, on Sydney Drive and, and someone rang up and said, yeah, yeah, I've got a question for you. If you <laughs> fart, do you become lighter? Oh, wait, gonna, yeah. I think I'm working on that Yeah, that's that where question. it comes from, and yeah. oh, uh, he's, wow. he's already... Reached. I'm working on it right now. <laughs> <laughs> if you start levitating, we'll know the answer. We got so many fart questions, yeah. I've got to say. I mean, the ABC audience likes to think they're the highbrow, su- the su- but secretly yeah. we're all just yeah. thinking about The surprise answer that. is that you actually become heavier because the gas is compressed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, um, so he yeah we've been to, speaking to physicists. Yes, and, he, uh, he had yeah. to talk to about 15 experts. In the yeah. So don't think you can lose weight by, you know, just, just <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, hold it in. <laughs> well, you can lose friends. <laughs> <laughs> now, Apple has finally, <laughs> Apple has finally ditched its ex- exclusive charger. Under pressure from the Europeans, it's been forced to release a phone this week with the same interchangeable charger as everyone else. What else needs to be standardised in this world of ours? So it's the same thing everywhere. Um, Tommy, you Toasters. Go 
I am so sick of trying to figure out the difference between toasters when all they do is toast. Yeah. I want one toaster for all toast. Two slices, long form, even browning, adjustable width, and a simple system of one, two, three. There's no such thing as zero to ten in toasting. But what are you going to do when you've got a crumpet? That's what I'm saying. It should know. We're at the technology level now where my toaster should have a chip in it that knows it's a crumpet, knows it's a bagel. I like one-sided. You could have one-sided, two-sided. That's easily done at the flick of a switch. Ah. But the range of zero to ten is stupid. Zero to four is not toast. <laughs> zero to four is slightly warmer bread. <laughs> and then five to six, stale bread. Somewhere around six and a half, seven on my current toaster. And go. <laughs> Toast. Yeah. And then after that, who's burning down the house? <laughs> there should be no setting on a toaster that shuts off a smoke alarm. <laughs> that makes no sense. No sense. Yeah. Unified toasters. And they shouldn't let you put it down again thinking that you'll remember. Like, the toaster should yes. know that I'm not yes. going to remember it. I'm going to forget it as, as 10 all, seconds after. All valid points. And for the purpose of men only, and I just saw this the other day and I thought, brilliant, why not have toasters, Tommy, that are see-through? Right? Yeah. 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 So see-through because men are like not we, – we we, we, we're not patient. Though, you know? The females are really good at it. Like, man, we always flick it up. Is it done? No, back down. <laughs> see-through toasters, brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> You're on the same. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they like that, but not the uh, the kids in there. No. <laughs> Toasters are so terrible that we are not allowed to have them in office kitchens because of the dangers. Yeah. Of the, all of the buttons. You can't trust people with toasters. You can't trust toasters. You can't trust bread. <laughs> they can't, you can't have, to, so we have a sandwich, we're allowed to have a sandwich press, so we have to sandwich press our toast, which means we eat paper toast, <laughs> which is not satisfying. Alex, Lee, what else, if, if I, Apple are going to standardise, what else should be standardised? We need to standardise the, the hinges on kitchen cabinets. Yes! yes! Oh, yes, yeah. that's a great one. I have one. a soft touch. And so anytime I'm in a kitchen that's not mine, I am slamming that thing. The walls are shaking. Yeah. It gets 70% more dramatic. Everyone thinks I'm angry. It's like Gordon Ramsay's suddenly taken over my kitchen. <laughs> but they're very complicated kitchen door hinges now. They've got all these things. You've got, to, uh, you've got 15 different screws doing different things. Why can't we just have a hinge? Yeah. But the soft touch, my other one is ginger in recipes. You know when they say use half an inch of ginger? Yeah. Everyone's ginger is different. Yeah. Is it, is it the point. knobbly elbow yes. bit of the yeah. ginger yeah. or the big fat yeah. trunk? Yeah, then point. it needs to be <laughs> the, a greater amount of ginger or nothing. Yeah, and whilst we're on the subject of recipes, the recipes that say use one clove of garlic. What? what like, you've got to use ten cloves of garlic to get anywhere. What's the point? Mm, I agree. And yeah. people just By the way, co- also, People just say coriander like it's nothing. You know, my... This dislike of crying, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but be careful. Uh, there is a difference between uh, clove of garlic and bulb of garlic. Yeah, <laughs> I learned that once in uh, culinary school and ruined a very large <laughs> teacher's group soup night. <laughs> what else should be standardized? Uh, here, well, the most obvious thing was a ch- the most obvious thing was a charger, but I just wish the UK and the US would get together and just agree on one shoe size. Measurements. Yeah, yeah. Um, punishment for kids should be uh, would be a good one because parents are all over the shop. You know, some parents do different punishments. 
Some say go to your room. Some will say no game time. Others will inflict 50 lashings in front of the whole suburb. Um, uh, others will say go to my car. <laughs> <coughs> go to Tahir's car. <laughs> Which is standing. <laughs> Which is standing. Not making your bed means that you sleep on the street for a night. Um, no, in, in an enclosed glass container so everybody can see what a naughty kid. I'm not an animal. <laughs> I feel like you're toast. <laughs> <laughs> um, measurements, like you know, a really old person when you say, "Well, that would be three point eight meters," and then they say, "What's that in feet?" <laughs> Bang! Right there it tells you like an age. Oh, but right. when the police say well, the criminal on. was five, was in some meter, you can't, you don't know, do you? You've got, you got to say the guy was six foot, yeah. right, or five foot five. Well, I think standardise that as well. Like, but everything, a lot of things comes back to the US. Like, well, that's yeah. what I'm saying. You need to standardise it like the US and just do everything in like just like landmarks. Yeah, so right. you know that weighs 500 pounds. Now that seems obscure, but that's about the same weight as two washing machines. <laughs> I like oh, that. people are like, oh yeah, washing machines are heavy. <laughs> that but, is pretty heavy. But you said pounds, right? Like pounds or kilo- uh, kilograms? Like what are we like? Th- this is uh, yeah. This but when I said two washing machines, you knew. I got it straight away. Yeah, <laughs> I love this straight away. Yeah. I, I agree yeah. with that. Like, uh, so we should um, get rid of both metrics and imperials and replace them both with the washing machine. I, I like Tommy's idea. Yeah, just yeah. or any yeah. image that comes to your head. Yeah, because the thief could be two washing machines put one on top of the other. For instance, in terms of height, there's no kilometers. There's no miles. No. How far is that? From well, it's from here to Blacktown. Yeah, <laughs> and it would make working oh, with no, the building industry a lot more fun. Like they would call up and they say, "Oh, we see that you want to put a new uh, dresser drawers in your bedroom there. What's the measurements?" And I go, "I got six otters by two foxes." <laughs> <laughs> be like, we run over. How long will it take? Oh, the time time it takes to wash two shirts. Yeah. Wash this is so Australian. I love this. It's going to work. It's going to work. Are you ready for the wheel of death, ladies yeah. and gentlemen? Our lovely audience came here. They threw these random topics on this chocolate wheel. If you want to join our live studio audience, just Google TGIF ABC and you'll find how to book your free tickets to come along and join these people in Ultimo and maybe add your titles, your words to the wheel of death. Today's words. I like, I like how you sell that like that's an exciting yeah. part of the show. Yeah. You know what the yeah. best part of the show is? Yeah. Five minutes before it starts. No, my real pitch. We all just yell words out. If, if we ever do have two or three tickets left, and we don't usually. Oh, no. I need, to sell, I need to do the hard sell. What I say is come to the ABC in Ultimo because we were right on the edge of Chinatown. And after you've had the free experience of Thank God It's Friday and you're in a jovial mood, you can wander down to Chinatown and have yourself a nice feed. And I find as soon as I've said that, the tickets go like that. (laughs) So I think that shows us that Chinese food at a reasonable price is even more alluring than you, Tommy. And that's why today (laughs) on the Wheel of Death, the words are, can I read them up? And Richard, how far is Chinatown? Hand-pulled noodles, yum cha. <laughs> now, today's words are zebra, chocolate, rainbows, curry, twisties, Matilda's, football, duck, uh, memories, sheep, smorgasbord, nail clippers, eggplant, and surfboard. Which ones fill you full of fear, Tommy? Zebras, you can't trust them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shall we spin? You know what I mean? Is it a donkey? Is okay. it a horse? Is it a... <laughs> Round and round and round it goes where it stops. No one knows. Today's topic the Tommy Teen. Is it zebra black with white stripes or white with black stripes? It's hard to know. Come on, zebra. It's sheep. Sheep (laughs) are just. (laughs) Sheep. Sheep are just unimaginative zebras. (laughs) (laughs) That's what they are. 
past what they are. I, I, you know, I admire sheep. Sheep are not very popular in America. Uh, we have them, uh, but we don't. You don't really see them. I was quite impressed, <laughs> even though I come here in the late '90s when it's already waning a little bit. Uh, the idea that this entire country uh, started thanks to just two sheep. <laughs> like the English brought two sheep in, yeah. and then here we are, yeah. all these years later, and it's unbelievable. I just think it's just unbelievable how many billions of sheep roam this country. And the fact that you have not figured out how to shear them automatically. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the part. That, to me, is like the board. You really went, wait a minute. You have an unbelievable amount of animals that will never stop making wool, and you have to do it by hand. Yeah. That's when you bent, knew. Bent, bent over. So the small of your back is under ultimate pressure. Yeah, it's like the worst job in the world, and then you all went, yeah, okay. Well, that's, yeah. And then you don't even wear sweaters that much. <laughs> like you do all that work and you think oh it's too hot you know how hot wool is it is so hot we are sending this to China that's where we're going to send it you just mail it all out you can't make it better we're going to get you, know, you refined it I love that you refined it uh, the fact that you know you keep making better and better and better sheep uh, I like that, that it's an all in it's an all in animal you can get dressed to go down to dinner and eat the sheep <laughs> Like, it does it all. It's in your shoes. It's in your socks. Uh, sweater and underwear. Suits. It's, it's just one of the most unbelievable... And yet, the sheep itself, they seem the most curious creatures. I don't, they don't seem like they have any idea what's happening to them. <laughs> That's the best part, I think, is in the breeding, is that you've somehow tricked them. <laughs> like, I don't know what they. I don't even know how they would have evolved. I don't know what were they back before you domesticated them. They've been domesticated for thousands of years, it seems. Because what did they do? Like every time one, one of my favorite stories is it happens every ten years. One or two sheep get lost, yeah. and then we find them a decade later because they're stuck between two rocks <laughs> because nobody cut their hair. Like, how is that going to survive? What evolutionary cycle makes a creature that just continues to grow hair until it can't move? Tell me, I think that's the definition of you. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. When I first got literally the first thing that happened to me in Australia, I landed in Australia, and I came out of the airport where I was waiting to be picked up, and the first car that drove past me, somebody rolled their window down and yelled out, Get a haircut! <laughs> <laughs> and I'd read a lot about Australia before I got here, and I thought, yeah, these people love shearing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that guy was just a shearer looking for extra work. <laughs> I'm just a chalk mark to that guy. That's what I am. Songs about it. I love that Waltzing Matilda is based around the idea yeah. of a stealing one. Yeah. I think that's a fantastic story. Uh, there's so much built into it, and yet it, I just don't know why it didn't cross. New Zealand and Australia love the sheep so very much. Yeah. And then it seems, it just seems lost after that. Because like, I mean, we, we do it so it. well, we, can, we have 80% of the international trade in wool because we do it so well. So no one else has to bother doing it because mm. we do it so well. It's, that's what I mean. Like we, in America, we get like very tempted. I'm mean, not tempted. We have very uh, small learning. Like we know um, three bags full is the standard amount. Of wool. <laughs> that's good. I like that again. <laughs> I mean, that's how much a sheep will give. But the songs are good because... It, well, I mean, a black sheep. I don't know if that's the same conversion for a white sheep. But the, if the black sheep has wool, it, it has yeah. three bags full. 
That's the standard conversion. Like, if you're trying to work that out. No, but, but I'm, I'm understanding it now. But, like, you're right about the songs. Like, we don't learn all, any sheep songs, but yet we all know them. Right? Yeah. Like, mm. Click goes the shearers. They all know it. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas we don't even care, like Little Bo Peep. <laughs> she didn't have any idea where they were. <laughs> That's how terrible our shepherds were. <laughs> I'm saying it's an amazing creature, and I, I'm surprised out of all the animals that you put on the flag, that one didn't make it too. <laughs> does he die or does he live? He lives. Oh, thank God it's Friday. Thank God it's Friday with Richard Glover. We have Alex. I would just like everyone to take note of how yeah. clever I am sometimes. Yeah. And I, <laughs> no, no. And how I avoided any suggestion of impropriety with sheep. <laughs> That Which I very... know also haunts the humour of this country. <laughs> you know, it was very kind of you not to mention... Oh, we have people from New Zealand here. <laughs> <laughs> we um, We have Alex Lee from WTFAQ, Frequently Asked Questions on ABC TV, Wednesdays at 9pm. We have Tommy Teen and Tahir with us. And we have another question, which is this. Research this week from Emily Freeman of the University of Newcastle has praised the rough-and-tumble play of children, saying it's good for child development. Even if play-fighting, she says, and, and other games involving siblings sometimes seem alarming to parents, you should let them just go for it, she says. Based on your own childhood, do you agree? <laughs> Tahir. Uh, well, firstly, I, I didn't even know there was a university in Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> don't worry, they don't listen anyway. They're not listening. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but Emily Freeman perhaps grew up there, lives there. I mean, I, look, I like Newcastle. It's a tough, hard-working class uh, you know, town. And uh, based on my personal experience, growing up with younger twins but an older brother, no, I don't think it's good for my development uh, <laughs> to be smacked in the head by an older brother for fun. Um, animals do it in the wild. It helps their hunting skills for later in life, right? But, um, I mean, I can see my kids fighting and wrestling and say, oh, would you look at that? It's good for their development. Years later, I get a phone call saying, please come down to the department store. Your son has a cashier in a headlock. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, that's my boy. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, I'll send his brother down. Like, No, I don't think it's good for development. I understand. Like, Emily Friedman, I don't know what you're talking about. What do you think, Alex? Well, I was just thinking about the rough and tumble things in my childhood. And I agree. I don't know if I've really used those skills. My sister and I used to, uh, you know, on days that we got vaccinations or got a needle, would make sure we spent the mo- most of the day just punching each other in that's our it. injection <laughs> hole. And that's never really come up in my adulthood. <laughs> I've got to say, what, we also used to play this game where... <laughs> It'd be good during COVID, though. You'd have lots of opportunity. Yeah, the anti-vaxxers, that's why they don't like it. But I very much want a T-shirt that says, punch me in my injection hole. (laughs) (laughs) That is such a good sentence. (laughs) The other one we used to do when we were kids, uh, there's this photo and I've got – I'm – not wearing anything except underpants because it was summer in Australia and who cares. And I'm sure you had a wool jumper on or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Blindfolded, holding a rolled up newspaper, and my sister is trying to crawl underneath. And this was a game we would play mm. in our family. And I just think if anyone saw that now, they'd be sent. My parents would be sent straight to docks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Why couldn't they have been normal and just left the kids in the car? <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, uh, Tommy. Well, yeah, I think it does. I think that uh, there is a lesson to be learned. You do learn a little bit about survival. It is, you know, it is built on the idea of the animal kingdom and hunting, but I also think it's about surviving, being hunted. Uh, I think you have to, and I have discovered this the hard way, um, 
while it is okay to let your children involve themselves in rough and tumble play, uh, you are not allowed to have the other neighborhood fathers around and bet on it. <laughs> <laughs> that is simply because I'm anti-gambling. <laughs> what are you really betting with? <laughs> I, I will. I've got a four-year-old, and I will wrestle him sometimes. You know, when it gets to like five o'clock yeah. and he's still full of beans, I'll I'll, I'll wrestle yeah, him. Yeah. Yeah. You have a bit of rough and win? tumble. No, I, I, he needs to know that <laughs> mum's stronger than him. Mm. That's an important lesson. I mean, I think those lessons are there. I, mean, I had three brothers and we fought all the time. And it wasn't any anger or anything. You just, you'd wrestle, you'd fight, you'd, you'd jostled for the front seat of the car if that was on option. Uh, you jostled for the back seat of the bus when you went to school. I don't know why the front seat of the car was better and the back seat of the bus was different, but we <laughs> fought the same for both. Uh, trying to get in the right place for dinner. Who got the biggest roll? Who got the biggest steak? Who got the most, who got the last piece of pizza? Yeah. I think all of the things are valuable, valuable lessons. Well, this is sibling rivalry, isn't that? That's all, that's all it is. It's yeah. sibling rivalry, the fight, the fight for resources. And, and also not just like suggesting that the, the might makes right, but also learning how to compromise within a situation like that. I think this is fascinating, fascinating study, and I, I'm going to go back and start some fights with my children <laughs> just to see how it's worked out. Yeah. They've gotten older now, but I think, I think there was like a midterm there where we just all got cool, and now I need to start it up again. <laughs> Come out swinging. Yeah. Now, the CSIRO this week released its findings on the nation's food habits. It's not pretty. Hardly anyone is eating enough veggies and good protein. Retirees did the best. Tradies the worst. But let's not play the blame game on TJF. How are you going to improve the nation's eating habits? Tahir. Well, I think the CSIRO needs a new name. <laughs> it's just too long. I, I mean, again, we should... Uh, here, it's been an idea session. My suggestion, science nerds. <laughs> Simple, we get it, yeah. we understand. What right? about Nerds Australia? Nerds Australia, but like science nerds, we know what they... Because like, you know, Nerds Australia could be in anything, right? <laughs> they could be she, she, like shearing yeah. or whatever. Like, um, but uh, do we really need the these ABC. science... <laughs> <laughs> do we really need these science nerds to tell us that we are not eating enough vegetables and good protein? Right. What's bad protein, by the way? I'm not, like, well, bacon. Is that right? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I am learning so fingernails. much. Yeah. I'm learning. <laughs> fingernails, as you say. Yeah. Is this any shock? I mean, I don't know what these science nerds are up to, but retirees, the people have the most time, eat the most. And tradies, have you walked past the tradies site? They lead off the ground. Like, this is not like <laughs> the best way to improve. We took talk back with tradies uh, when this report came out on about Wednesday, I think, and half mm. of Sydney rang up and said, I'm a tradie, and I had a salad sandwich. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, after this schnitzel and the can of salad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems like the difficulty with tradies is that the site doesn't, it's not like they work in a place where they can bounce down to a fresh cut sandwich shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm not sure what comes out the back of a cement truck. <laughs> But I'm guessing not as nutritious as we'd like them to have. <laughs> but I, I, mean, I drive through the, the freeway construction every day, and I don't see any Quinoa catering salads. trucks. Is no, that's right. yeah, 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 yeah. It'd be very difficult. Very difficult. I'd say the best way to improve the nation's eating habits, very easy, something we all love and respond to, um, points and loyalty cards. <laughs> I'd call the frequent fighter group. <laughs> Perfect for our theme to like with this. Yeah. <laughs> so this is heavy on legumes and. Well, uh, yeah. When you yeah. purchase f- fruit and vegetables, you must submit a video of you eating the uh, the vegetable and uh, good protein. Um, I know there's some flaws in this, uh, but uh, we can work around this. Um, the video isn't watched by the science nerds. 
who then allocate points, and then you can redeem it at uh, Qantas. <laughs> <laughs> Alex Lee. Well, I, I think that anyone, you know, could take up the new mother diet, which is what I, I'm subsisting on at the moment, which is when you're feeding a newborn, you've also got a, a four-year-old, and just I just eat scraps. All day I'm just grazing on scraps. don't want to throw them out. So I think, you know, I'd like to see office workers be able to go to a cafe and order a handful of sweaty crumbled cheese, you know, three crusts and a cold nugget. Because that's, you know, that's working great for me. I mean, so I don't know how we can sort of also give people the uh, experience of having your life force sucked out of you via breastfeeding. But that's also very effective. Yeah. That should be on offer to all Australians. That's right. right. Tommy Dean. Uh, I know we were not blaming... We don't want to blame, but I put the blame on, and I don't mean this uh, lightly, God. (laughs) In any one of the forms you choose to uh, worship, uh, have a word to him and say, what is up with the flavor profile of vegetables? They are seriously lacking. There is not a vegetable in the world that can stand up against a slice of bacon. Not one. (laughs) There is not one. How do we save almost all vegetables in this world? Bacon. <laughs> Everything. Listen to any Simon Marnie yeah. Friday food segment. Yeah, yeah. Brussels sprouts? Got a problem with Brussels sprouts? Bacon. Got a problem with asparagus? Wrap it in bacon. Got a problem with bacon? Put some bacon on it. <laughs> Vegetables are terrible. Sauce. The answer is sauce. The answer is excellent, excellent sauce. I don't, I don't even know the name of the shop, so I can't speak to them and sound like I'm giving an ad, but there is a restaurant near the hospital that I work at, and they have these amazing salads, and as far as amazing salad goes, it just means it's a variety of lettuce leaves, so I feel like a sheep, but... <laughs> They put some sort of weird sauce on it. That makes it amazing. And so I am willing to eat all of the fibrous greens that taste like nothing because of a nice lacing of amazing sauce. So but what about chocos? I mean, chocos. Uh, Simon thinks that chocos are terrific too, but only if you put half a pig on them. Half a pig. I'm <laughs> saying most vegetables lack. I'm just saying they're not good for you. I'm just saying that ultimately you don't feel better. Fruit, easy. Fruit is great. Mm. But I think even the scientists tell us that too much fruit is actually a lot of sugar. Well, it's got a lot of sugar. Yeah. A lot of sugar. Yeah. So you got to get back to those greens, which taste like nothing. <laughs> <laughs> sauce. That is the secret. If we can get all of the scientists, don't uh. quit telling us what the problem is. Get to work on sauce. <laughs> like sauce genetically means- modifying like yeah. Brussels sprouts so they had their own Self-saucing sort of- <laughs> vegetables. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. Yes. Yes. It's yes. Like oozing teriyaki exactly. sauce. That yeah. awesome. so if, if God had not rested on the seventh day and instead what a fool. got onto Sauce. Sauce it. Exactly. On the seventh day, I added mayonnaise. Yeah. <laughs> um, who are the winners and losers of this week? Tahir. Uh, the losers are Kim Jong-un and Vladimir getting together for a cup of tea. Um, you know when the two naughty kids get together? Um, There's going to be trouble for sure. By the way, please, everybody, this is an announcement. Let the authorities know if I disappear this weekend. So this warning's been out there, right? Thank you. <laughs> I want to be back for Monday. Winners, uh, Sydney Kings. I work for the Sydney Kings. I know Tommy works for the Swans, but I work for the Sydney Kings. Two titles in a row as the game day MC. Going for a three-peat hat-trick this year. All the membership sold out this year. So, wow, uh, okay, I'm that's pretty yes. good. Uh, still, still game day and three, three games, six games, but, um, yeah, fantastic season. Okay, you might win three, three premierships in a row. Three in a row, hat-trick. Right. We're going to do it for okay. sure. Yeah. Do it for <laughs> sure. For Did you sure. read that recently? What? I know you just, like... Threw off a sport fact like it was on top of your head. No, and he, that's he just rare. told me five seconds ago. All oh, right. <laughs> <laughs>
I, I, Tommy, I, I, have a, I have an excellent recall of sporting facts as long as I don't have to hold them for any more than six seconds. <laughs> that would shock me. I was shocked. Alex Lee, who were the winners and losers? Um, the losers were, this is a very small story, but it was reported in Scotland that there was a asteroid that had landed on a beach and it turned out to just be two people with a child's spade who had dug a pretty big hole. <laughs> they all fell for it. And my winner is the Mexican journalist who managed to convince everyone for a little while that they were aliens. Yeah. I just oh, yeah. love. He said a body had been found or something. Yeah, he yeah. showed. Yeah. He brought body. Yeah. These bodies of the aliens, and they just, you know, <laughs> I just really applaud the confidence to pull off a prank like that without putting, you know, that much effort into and, it. And There's... human gullibility. <laughs> yeah, people love it. What a good thing. <laughs> Tommy, who were the winners? And I'm gonna say, I don't. This is, this is double. I think the losers are rich people. Rich people. Good lord, get a job. What are you doing? There, I'm upset because, and we spoke to this uh, in the Wheel of Death, sheep, uh, Princess Diana's black sheep sweater, mm. uh, which probably ran her 80 bucks. Somebody just bought it for $2 million. Yeah. $2 million. And it, that's just one thing in an auction where a lot of rich people spend a lot of millions of dollars to buy stupid stuff <laughs> that passed through the hands of Diana. <laughs> I am telling you right now, and this is an experiment I want all scientists to run. Give me a billion dollars, and I will show you how to spend it in ways that aren't stupid. <laughs> After one purchase. There will be one stupid purchase, <laughs> just to make them feel comfortable. Like a control group purchase. And then, good things will happen. But who has $2 million to buy on a sweater that you know they're not going to wear? They're going to put it behind glass and hang it up and go, look at that. That's Princess Diana. She was 18 years old. She wore it to a polo match. And now look. It's in a frame. It's in a frame. <laughs> Please thank Alex Lee, Tommy <laughs> Dean, and Tahir. Thanks for being part of Thank God It's Friday. Next week, James O'Loughlin, Beck Melrose, and Tommy Dean. Music from Fanny Lumsden next week. Until then, I'm Richard Glover. And thank God it's Friday! <laughs> <laughs>